amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the September 27th edition of Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 149, I believe, of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, we'll be talking racing, discussing IndyCar and HRA, and seeing whatever, whatever other motorsports information pops into the conversation. It seems I have a script issue for a second. We're going to go ahead and play a song from Ron Pastana and the Pit Crew. This is 99 Speedway.
Once again, that was 99 Speedway by Ron Pastana and the Pit Crew. And I apologize for our early snafu there, but I think I've got it handled now. Once again, I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair. And on tonight's program, we're reviewing the past weekend of racing, actually the past few weeks, as well as the NHRA Dodge Nationals and Mr. Grove, recapping the Portland Grand Prix and visiting with our guest tonight, Stephen Aghakani. I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name, but we'll find out soon enough. J.R. Todd moved into the Funny Car Points lead with his second straight victory of 2018 on the Sunday before last at the 34th Dodge NHRA Nationals at Maple Grove Raceway. Steve Torrance, Top Fuel, Vincent Nobile Pro Stock, and Hector Arana Jr. Pro Stock Motorcycle were also winners in their respective categories at the first of six playoff events during the 2018 NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series Countdown to the Championship. Coming off his second Indy, second consecutive Indy win, Todd stayed hot and went 3.972 seconds at 319.90 miles per hour. His 10,000 horsepower DHL Toyota Camry did defeat Tim Wilkerson's 4.196 at 249.95 in the final round, earning his fourth win of the season and 12th of his career. It also marked the, marked the 100th career win for Toyota Motorsports and team owner Connie Coletta. With the win, Todd now has a 23-point lead on defending world champion Robert Heitman. It's awesome to keep the momentum going, but we've got a long road ahead of us, said Todd, who also had a top field win at the track. These guys know how to win. A lot of them were, the, were there for the 2015 championship with Dale Worsham, and we just want to keep winning. It was nice to come out with a win, and now we just have to keep rolling. We had a really good car, and they just got up there and raced smart and not beat ourselves. The consistency is really coming around. Todd beat Bob Tasca, Mike Smith, and defending event winner Ron Caps to reach the final round. Wilkerson beat Terry Haddock, John Forrest, and Heights to secure his 41st career final round and moved to sixth in the point standings. In top fuel, Torrance maintained his points lead after going 3.819 at 325.45 miles per hour to beat Tony Schumacher's 4.196 at 234.82 miles per hour and pick up his sixth victory of 2018 and 22nd career victory in his 10,000 horsepower Capco Contractors Dragster. <clears throat> To reach his 36th career final round, Torrance knocked off Bill Litton, Mike Salinas, and number one qualifier Clay Milken, opening up a 50-point lead against Schumacher and Milken thanks to his first career victory at Maple Grove. We're not here to be second, Torrance said. Winning the championship is fresh on our minds, and we want to do everything we can to solidify that. I think this is a great way to start the countdown. We're here to win, and that's the only job we have. We're going to have to do everything we can to win and just stay focused on what we're doing. We've got a little bit of a lead, and we need to maintain that and keep going in that direction. Eight-time world champion Schumacher advanced to his seventh career final round at Maple Grove Raceway and 152nd in his career after defeating Dave Mercier, Scott Palmer, and Antron Brown on Sunday, moving into a tie for second in points with Milliken. Pro Stocks Nobile grabbed his third victory of the season and his 13th in his career at the Melton View Tire Chevrolet Camaro, after going 6.586 seconds at 210.10.01, excuse me, miles per hour in the final round, to defeat Bruce Skillman 6.580 at 211.53. Nobile, who knocked off Matt Hartford, Eric Anders, and Greg Anderson to reach his 25th career final round, moved to second in the point standing to the second career win at the track. All in all, what a great way to start the countdown, Nobile said. If you really look at it, every single team out here can win the race. It's just a matter of who has their stuff together the best that we can. 
You just have to do the best you can. I think we're a pretty good race car. As long as we can be in the top six in qualifying, I think we can get the job done. Skillman was seeking his first victory of the 2018 season, but did climb to fifth in points after beating Fernando Quadra, defending world champion and event winner Bo Butner, and points leader Tanner Gray on Sunday. Gray maintained his points lead and currently holds an 18-point advantage over Nobile. In Pro Stock Motorcycle, Arana Jr. earned his second victory of 2018 and 13th of his career with a run of 6.842 at 197.74 miles per hour on his Lucas Oil Racing TV EBR in his final round matchup against number one qualifier Matt Smith, who slowed to a 7.306 at 145.88 miles per hour. Arana Jr. jumped to second in points after his second career win at the track and trailed Eddie Craywick by just three points. Arana Jr. picked up wins against Ron Torno, Joey Gladstone, and points leader Craywick en route to the final. What matters are the wins in the countdown, and that's what we're working on, said Arana Jr., who earned his second win at the facility. We're working on consistency, and we've been working on that all year. We've got a strong championship contender with this bike, and I can't thank my team enough. They work super, super hard. We're definitely working really hard for a championship. Swift passed to a 47th career final round included victories against John Hall, Steve Johnson, and Ellie Tonglet as he improved to third in the point standings. The NHRA Miller Yellow Drag Racing Series continued last weekend with the second, second race in the countdown of the championship, the AAA Insurance NHRA Midwest Nationals at Gateway Motorsports Park in Madison, Illinois. We're going to have coverage of that on SpeedwayDigest.com in the coming days. Final round results from the 34th Annual Dodge NHRA Nationals at Maple Grove Raceway, the 19th of 24 events, and the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series are as follows. Top fuel, Torrance with a 3.819 at 325.45 miles per hour, defeated Schumacher at a 4.196, 234.82 miles per hour. The funny car final was Todd. At 3.972, 319.90 miles per hour, who defeated Wilkerson at 4.196, 249.95 miles per hour. And Prosoc final was Nobile at a 6.586 at 210.01 miles per hour, who defeated Steelman at 6.580 at 211.53 miles per hour. And the Prosoc motorcycle final, Arana Jr., who ran a 6.842 at 197.74 miles per hour, defeated Matt Smith at a 7.306 at 145.88 miles per hour. Point standings following the 34th annual Dodge NHRA Nationals at Michael Grove Raceway. The 19th of 24 events in the NHRA Melligo Drag Racing Series are as follows. In top fuel, Steve Torrance. In second place, Clay Milliken. Third, actually there's a lot of people in second. Second place, Clay Milliken, Tony Schumacher. Who's this virtual tie? That moves down to fourth place, Leah Pritchett. Fifth place, Antron Brown. Sixth place, Doug Coletta. Seventh place, Mike Salinas. Eighth place, Terry McMillan. Ninth place, Scotty Palmer. And tenth place, Brittany Force. In Funny Car, first place is J.R. Todd. Second place, Robert Height. Third place, Courtney Force. Fourth, Ron Caps. Fifth place, Matt Hagen. Sixth place, Tim Wilkerson. Seventh, Tommy Johnson Jr. Eighth, Jack Beckman. Ninth, John Force. And tenth, Tenth, Sean Langdon. In pro stock, first is Tanner Gray. Second, Vincent Nobile. Third, Greg Anderson. Fourth, Eric Anders. Drew Skillman. Sixth, Jed Coughlin. Seventh, Jason Lyne. Eighth, Derek Kramer. Ninth, Bo Butner. And tenth, Chris McGahey. 
In Pro Stock Motorcycle, first place, Eddie Krawick. Second place, Hector Rana Jr. Third place, Matt Smith. Fourth place, Ellie Tunglet. Fifth place, Andrew Hines. Sixth place, Jerry Savoie. Seventh place, Steve Johnson. Eighth place, the tie again, Scotty Polachek and Angie Smith. And in tenth place, Angel Sampay. The 2018 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs are underway. Brad Kozlowski won the playoff opener at Las Vegas, while the series chugs along to Richmond for the second race in the round of 16. Drivers can either advance to the rounds of 12 and 8 through wins and merit. The top four drivers, drivers will advance to the championship in Homestead, Miami, in late November. Once again, this is from a couple of weeks ago. The driver who won in Richmond, as most of you probably already know, is Kyle Busch. Here are the 16 drivers currently in the chase for their championship. Kevin Harvick with seven wins. Kyle Busch also with seven wins on the one at Richmond. Martin Truex Jr. with four wins. Brad Keselowski with three wins. Clint Boyer with two wins. Chase Elliott, one win. Kurt Busch, one win. Eric Jones, one win. Joey Logano, one win. Austin Dillon with one win. Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Eric Almarola, Jimmy Johnson, and Nias Bowman in points. Let's go ahead and play another selection from Ron Pastun and the Pit Crew as we move on. Let's go ahead and do Angel in Flames. Thank you. 
Turns the angel in flames It's been a couple of weeks since we had the program on the air. We've uh, we've taken some time off. We've been really busy. Um, it's been a, a hectic summer. Uh, we just got back from Hawaii, as I mentioned on the last program uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, so it's kind of difficult to get back into the swing of things after that. Plus, it's still really, really hot here in South Florida. It's not really fall temperatures at all. Today was a little bit cooler, but still way too hot. So what we've been trying to do is, is take a little bit of time off pretty much every other week. And uh, and keep the show running in that pace. It seems to be working pretty well right now. We might end up doing that for a while, especially since this is the Halloween season, and we're going to end up having to take a few days off to review local Halloween events for Palm Beach happening. But I will keep you in touch with that information as much as I can on the Speedway Digest Facebook page as well as on Twitter. So be sure to check that out as you, if you're an interested listener of the program. As the Richmond race did already take place, and as I told you, uh, Kyle Busch already won. You're probably all aware of that. Uh, I unfortunately did not get to watch the entire event. I did get to watch the very end of it. So I'm happy to say that, uh, see that Kyle Busch has won again. Kyle Busch is an awesome driver, no matter how you feel about him personally. Um, he's a really good guy behind the wheel, and I'm sure really happy about that. There have been lots of changes in the NASCAR, se- NASCAR series in the past couple of weeks. Uh, lots of drivers moving other places. Some drivers not sure where they're going to be next season. Some guys not sure what their sponsor is going to be next season. Now, one of the most important things on, of that nature is the fact that Lowe's is leaving uh, Hendrick Motorsports effective at the end of this year. Uh, Rick Hendrick himself went to meet with the, the, uh, the people at Lowe's uh, Home Improvement over the past few days. Lowe's basically told him uh, that they're not, no longer interested in sponsoring anything in NASCAR, and if they want to put their name on his car, they can pay them. He can pay them for the use of that name which really isn't what uh, what Hendrick wanted here. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is nearing the end of Jimmy Johnson's career, and I think what they wanted to do was have some sort of a farewell season for him. Uh, that's not going to happen, under at least under Lowe's sponsorship, so that's one of the big things. Um, there have been a few changes in the truck series. You can check that on SpeedwayDigest.com. We've had pretty good coverage of that. Um, some drivers have left. Cody Coughlin, who we actually got to talk to on this program before, he's currently exploring other options in uh, outside of racing, which isn't really that surprising. Jegs is a major, major corporation. I'm sure he has some work to do there. But he did seem really interested in being behind the wheel of the, of the, uh, the truck in the NASCAR truck series. 
Um, they also look, the uh, Dregs did some sponsorship for the truck series this season. In addition to the truck, they did did sponsor one event as well. So that might change in the future too. Um, a lot of changes in in that sort of thing. I know uh, yesterday was the the last day for Adrian Elmendinger to be driving for JTG Doherty Racing. Um, he's going to be on a week to week deal until the end of the season with them, but he will not be racing in that car next year. So that's always interesting as well. Um, not really sure what the deal behind that is. I know he hasn't been quite as competitive as they hoped. Um, so that's something. Uh, Ryan Newman will be moving to the number six at Roush Racing next season, um, which, of course, means that uh, that Trevor Bain will no longer be in that car. Trevor Bain is looking around for somewhere else to go. Um, there'll be a lot of drivers looking around for somewhere else to go before the end of the season. That always happens, though. Um, also, the uh, past guest on the program a couple times now, Pedro Ward, is going to be racing IndyCar full-time next season with his uh, his current teammate, Colton Herta. They're both going to be going to Harding Racing for a new a new organization called Harding Steinbrenner Racing with uh, both of those drivers in in respective cars. That will be a powerhouse team. It'll be something definitely to watch, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know next season uh, Award will also be racing more than likely in the 24 Hours of Daytona. He's currently looking for a ride there, so that'll be pretty cool too. Uh, Award is definitely the future of racing. He's an awesome guy. He's very nice to talk to, very uh very respectful and very talented. And that's the greatest thing that I've seen in our sports in a long, long time. Let's go ahead and introduce our first guest in the hopes that he does call in this evening. I did confirm with his public relations guy, as well as contacting Mr. Stephen Akagani. Again, I'm probably killing his last name. I did contact him last week and he was able to reschedule for this evening. He is our first guest and our only guest of this evening. U.S. Racetronics announced Thursday, June 14, 2018, that its youngest driver, Steven, secured an FIA Pro license scheduled to be active for his 16th birthday next year, April 12, 2019. The International Motorsports Association, IMSA, is the premier sanctioning body for sports car competition in North America. Since 2014, IMSA is the sanctioning body of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the premier series race Sorry, resulting from the merger of Grand Am Road Racing and the American Le Mans Series presented by Tequila Patron. Early 2018, Stephen was allocated the first Turrican Super Trofeo Evil with a request to compete in the IMSA Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. From March through August 2018, Nagakani blazed the trails of champions, securing his first place in the at the NASA and SDCA Pro Series Southern Region Championship as well as launching a charity, Race for Cause, which raises money for programs in local schools while teaching kids the safety and fun of the racetrack. Agdakani's latest accomplishment of the year was scheduled to be the U.S. final race of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo at Laguna Seca, governed by IMSA in September. Stephen will not be allowed to compete in that final race, however, because he's a little too young, he's 15 years of age. The news came as NASCAR, who governs IMSA legal department, declares the driver too young to participate. However, Akagani will be allowed to race on his 16th birthday next year. Stephen Racing has added several title sponsors to its growing list, including Theta Systems, LPA Lighting, Shigirian and Associates, Magic Laundry Services, Keiko Merchant Processing, Tax and Business Consulting Group, which will continue to help support its 15-year-old driver with more races. Agus 
Rafa Agatani had been invited to compete at the Circuit of the Americas, COTA, racetrack in Austin, Texas, this September. Additionally, he will be competing at the Intercontinental GT Challenge race at WeatherTech Laguna Seca Raceway in October 2018. Stephen Racing is also backed by numerous associate sponsors, U.S. Logistics and U.S. Mail, CNC Motors, REB Beauty, Paper and Diamond, Skyline Home Loans, Insignia Mortgage and Pro Automotive Repair and Services. Let's go ahead and play another selection from Ron Passan, the pit crew, as I try and reach out to Stephen on his cell phone. Let's go ahead and do Crazy About Sprint Cars. Now, please welcome Stephen. Once again, I'm going to try and not to massacre his last name too much. Agakani, 
to the program. So how are you doing this evening? Pretty good. How about yourself? Very good. Thank you. First off, how do you pronounce your last name? I think I'm getting close, but then how do you pronounce it? Agakani. Cool. There we go. And how do you get your start in motorsports? I started off in motorsports at a very young age, age of six. Um, always, I've always had a passion for cars and speed. And then starting go-karts at six, that's what kind of really uh, lighted the candle. And then ever since then, I've been getting faster and faster, driving more, and then now uh, driving the Lambo ever since. With all the series out there, why did you decide to focus on the Super Trofeo series? It was uh, really down to which car we started out with. There were many options for which car we could choose as race cars, but starting off with the Lamborghini, just because of how much uh, support and extra team effort that we get, we decided to go with the Super Trofeo Series and the Lamborghini brand itself. Which racetrack are you most looking forward to for next season? I think next season I'm really looking forward to Laguna Seca uh, simply because besides the eight-hour race that I have coming up in October, um, I have uh, countless laps there and a bunch of practice, so I think I can hold myself a really good competition out there with all the other Lambo drivers. And who's your racing idol? I think I'd have to say Lewis Hamilton out of uh, everyone. Cool. And what's your ultimate racing goal? Ultimate racing goal is to end in prototypes, um, try to stay undefeated and never lose, and uh, hopefully finish podium every single race that I can. Awesome. Well, now let me thrust you over to, uh, to my co-host, Michael Mulally. I have some questions for you as well. So my first question, what do you think your reputation is, and is that reputation accurate? I think people, um, my reputation, people would mainly look down on me because of how young I am and racing, and um, it really causes a bad name. Other than that, I think I would say I have a pretty good rep- uh, reputation. Um, I'm a very nice driver. Uh, if anything happens, I always blow it over and say, you know, it's just all part of the game. I think that's uh, pretty accurate of uh, how I am right now. (laughs) And how do you balance school and racing? I used to be in um, school, but it was too much for me to handle. So ever since uh, this year, we moved over to homeschooling. And because of that, I've been able to go to the track a lot more and get a lot more uh, practice time then. And so racing is obviously your ultimate goal. It's, I mean, you weren't racing at a professional level. What else do you think you would want to do? I think because of my height, I'd go into basketball. Right now, um, being 15, I'm already 6'2", moving on to 6'3", pretty soon. So I think basketball would probably be my, uh, my second sport. And what is your dream car? <sighs> I've, I've had to think about this a lot. I think my dream car would probably be the... Uh, old um, McLaren F1 uh, GTLM. I think that will probably be my dream car. And my final question for you, if you could give advice to anybody wanting to get into the sport, what advice would you give them? I think something I'd say would probably be, even if it's not racing, if it's something that you truly love and want to do, you know, fight and always 
build up and try and train to really get into the sport and really prove yourself in it. I know you said that your uh, one of your goals was trying to get into uh, into the prototypes in the future. I know Lamborghini. There's been some rumors the past couple of years that uh, Lamborghini is considering going into the prototype series through IMSA. What are your thoughts on that? And are you planning on being in Daytona for the 24-hour race next year? Um, I'll have to consider because I so far I have not heard any news of uh, or any rumors of Lamborghini going to prototypes. Um, Usually we are pretty kept up with the news on uh, what their new race cars and what Lamborghini is doing. Um, so I'm not aware of that. Um, but doing the Daytona 24 hour in a prototype would definitely be a, a dream come true and definitely a, a career ending race. I think that's something I definitely uh, try and strive for. And you plan on attending any of the, uh, any of the SCCA, not the SCCA now, any of the, the world challenge events where Lamborghini has a presence as well. Yes. In, in uh, this October, we are going to take our Lamborghini Huracan and go out to the eight-hour PwC race and compete with the other GT, GT3 cars and the GT4 cars. Cool. Well, we wish you, wish you lots of success, and uh, thank you very much for coming on the program this evening. Awesome. Thank you. Have a nice night. You too. Once again, that was Stephen Akakani. You can find him racing in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series next season, as well as some of the Pirelli World Challenge races this year and possibly next year as well. Kyle Kirkwood continued his remarkable Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship powered by Mazda wind streak under gloriously sunny skies this September 2nd at Portland International Raceway. The recently crowned champion stock pole sitter Razma Lind paps the racing through the opening stages, then, then pounced decisively before edging away to another relatively comfortable victory, his 10th in a row and 12th of the 14 race season, which equals the, ra- the record established by former Verizon IndyCar Series driver J.R. Hildebrand en route to the championship title in 2016. That's pretty cool. I think it's awesome that the, uh, that the Mazda Road to Indy actually ended up there in Portland. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how your, your experience was at the Grand Prix of Portland in the beginning of the month? Um, it was fun. Definitely, I mean, it's one of those that it was cool in person, but you definitely see more on TV. So then again, I mean, that could have just been how the track was. Um, it was really interesting listening to those cars go into the corner because they just, they downshift from like fifth to first, like it's nothing. Like, I can't even skip a gear in my Honda or it's like, I feel like I'm going to break it. So that was really mm-hmm. interesting. My only complaint though, is that I wish we would have been able to see more than just what was in front of us. I know they have like the big screens and stuff where you could kind of keep track, but I like, you know, to be able to see everything at once, you know, to follow the leader and then follow the, you know, the last car. But, I mean, it was really cool, and you can definitely really feel the wind coming off the cars. So, I mean, it was fun. There was a lot of people. There was really good pizza. They made it, like, by hand right there. Probably the best pizza I've ever had. 
and everyone was really nice. Like, everybody was really outgoing. Yeah. Did you get to talk to any of the competitors there? No. We had kind of a hard time finding the track. And so, like, by the time we got there, the race was, like, super close to starting. And so, like, we didn't really want to be, like, in the way. And then after the cars were coming off, people were just filing out. And it was just, it was really busy. But, I mean, hopefully they come back next year because I think we have a little bit more of an idea of what to expect and what to do. So, yeah, it was just super busy. So I think it was just kind of hard because everybody... Like I said, they were, like, filing in and filing out. So, but next time. Who was your favorite driver there? You know, I don't know. But, I mean, so, I mean, we've obviously had, like, a variety of guests on the show from all of the series that was at Portland. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I had, like, a favorite driver, but I definitely think it was really cool to, like, watch the drivers, not on TV, but in person that we've talked to on the show. So I think, you know, like I said, I don't really have a favorite driver there, but I think the ones that we've interviewed, I think, I mean, as a whole, they would all have to be my favorite because it was pretty cool. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. The final results of the 2018 Grand Prix of Portland at Portland National Raceway were in first place to Kumasato, which is first victory since Indianapolis last season. Second place, Ryan hunter Ray. Third place, Sebastian Bourdais. Fourth place, Spencer Pickett, who's actually a past guest on this program a couple times. Fifth place, Scott Dixon. Sixth place, Cyber Seventh place, Charlie Kimball. Eighth place, Alexander Rossi. Ninth place, Pietro Fittipaldi. Tenth place, Joseph Newgarden. Seventh place, Tony Canaan. Twelfth place, Carlos Munoz. Thirteenth place, Gabby Travis, who's also a past guest on the program. Fourteenth place, Matthias Liest. Fifteenth, Jordan King. Sixteenth, Jack Harvey. Seventeenth, Alfonso Sandy Jr. 18th, Max Chilton. 19th, Zach Beach. 20th, Santino Ferrucci. 21st, Will Power. 22nd, James Hinchcliffe, which we've talked to a couple times. 23rd, Graham Rahal, who we've also talked to a couple times. 24th, Ed Jones. And 25th, Marco Andretti. Actually, I actually had the chance to watch an abbreviated version of the race. They had like a 30-minute highlight section, which was pretty intense, considering Marco Andretti had a first-lap crash. We actually ended up landing on, his, on the roof of his car. And the roof of those cars is basically landing on your helmet while you're sitting there in the dirt. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't appreciate that. It, at least he wasn't injured, and it was just a sort of a soft landing. So didn't look like the, uh, the track was the best prepared of any track I've ever seen, although the pavement looked excellent. The, uh, the off-track, uh, anything off-track didn't exactly look like the, the best conditions, but it hasn't had many races in the past several years. And I'm sure that if they do return, which they probably will next year, It'll be a much better race and a better, better man, manicured facility. IndyCart took their season finale September 15th, 16th at the Sonoma Grand Prix. Ryan Hudderay knew the way he had to do to win the IndyCar Grand Prix of Sonoma. Scott Nixon knew what was needed to wrap up a fifth Verizon IndyCar Series championship, and mission was accomplished on both fronts. Hudderay led 80, 85 laps at Sonoma Raceway in commanding performance to win the 2018 season finale from the pole position. Dixon started second and finished there, which was more than enough to secure the season crown. Man, this is so awesome, said Dixon, whose five championships leaving behind only another legend, A.J. Foyt, with seven in IndyCar annals. I can't believe this actually happened. I can't thank everyone enough for this. It's so cool. 
Kickson entered the race with a 29-point lead, knowing he essentially only had to finish ahead of second place Alexander Rossi in the double points race when Rossi damaged the front wing on his car and punctured a tire in first lap contact with teammate Marco Andretti. It tipped the scales clearly in Dixon's favor. From there, the driver of the number nine PNC Bank Chip Ganassi Racing Honda was content to, tra- content to trail Hunter Ray and bring home the crown to earn Dixon another Astro Cup and $1 million prize. The whole race, I was thinking about things to Rob Cole. Cautions of going to flip the field, said Dixon. His 44 race wins ranked third in IndyCar history. None of that happened. It was a very smooth race, but mentally it was tough and draining. Yeah, it's amazing to be in the situation. Fifth championship. But we've achieved what this team has achieved. I'm a very small piece in that whole wheelhouse of what's going on in Chip Ganassi races. I feel very lucky to work with the people that I do. But the achievement, Dixon moved ahead of Mario Andretti, Sebastian Bourdais, and Dario Franchitti, each of whom has four titles. All of Dixon's championships have come in his 17th season with Chip Ganassi Racing, which laid claim to his 12th IndyCar driver's title. He's the guy on the track, off the track. Team owner Chip Ganassi said, as said of Dixon, if you take a piece of stone and inject some brains into it, just blow it out, it's Scott Dixon. He's just the man. When you talk about records, AJ, Mario, all these guys, obviously Scott's name is in that group now. Rossi dropped the place, so dropped to last place in the 25 car field following the lap one instant. Much like the Andretti Autosport driver did all season, he charged back in the number 27 Napa Auto Parts Honda to finish seventh. It left the 26 year old Californian 57 points short of Dixon in the quest for his first series championship. It was unfortunate because I thought we got a good start, Rossi said, of the contact with Andretti heading up the hill in turn one. Just two cars going for the same spot type of thing. At the end of the day, the number 727 Napa did an amazing job of getting us back to a point where we could at least be in contention if something did happen to Scott. I knew it was probably a 1% shot at getting anything done at the end of the day. I just tried to attack it and move up as many positions as we could. Hunter Ray commanded the race on the 2.283-mile 12-turn Sonoma Raceway road course from the outset, surrendering the lead only briefly through pit stop cycles. When the driver from the number 28 DHL Honda crossed the finish line, he collected the 18th win of an IndyCar career that began in 2003. It moved the Andrea Osport driver into sole possession of 26th place on the all-time IndyCar wins list. It was nice to go from a pole to win. Lead the most laps, the whole thing, Hunter Ray said. That's an ideal race. May not be the most exciting thing for all fans at all times, but from a race car driver's point of view, team owner, race team, it's the ideal race. Felt like the race just didn't want to end, Hunter Ray added. I guess that's what happens when you spend the whole day out front. Anytime we needed the pace to put up, put down, we leapt out to a lead, and I was able to maintain. Hunter Ray won by 2.7573 seconds over Dixon. Will Power finished third in the number 12 Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet to secure third in the point standings. Hunter Ray ended up fourth in the championship with Joseph Newgarden, fifth following his eighth place finish. Patricio Ward, the, new, the newly crowned Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires, making his Verizon IndyCar Series debut, was one of eight rookies in the field and finished ninth in the number eight Harding Group Chevrolet. The 2019 IndyCar Series season will again consist of 17 races, opening for the ninth straight year with the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg on March 10th. The schedule includes a visit to a new track, Circuit of the Americas, Austin, Texas, on March 24th, 
season finale at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca near Monterey, California on September 22nd and is anchored by the 103rd Indianapolis 500 on May 26th. We're going to go ahead and skip ahead on the Formula One information because the, the, uh, there are a bunch of new Formula One deals going on and we want to cover that a little bit more next week. But 15 rounds in the Formula, into the 21 Formula One schedule. Haas F1 team remains fifth in the constructor standings with 76 points, 15 points behind fourth place Renault, with an 18 point advantage over sixth place McLaren. Magnussen is ninth in the Drivers' Championship with 49 points, and Grosjean is 14th with 27 points. Six races remain, with the next event being the Russian Grand Prix, September 30th at Sochi Autodrome. Uh, what race are you looking forward to in the near future? I know you've, you've kind of been, uh, your racing career has been on a little bit of a hiatus lately. Do you have any news on that front? Well, so there's a couple enduro races coming up that we would like to try out. So those are a possibility. But then a lot of the tracks around here have already ended, finished with their seasons. So me and my brother and my dad have all come to the conclusion that we're going to get one of our cars ready and we're going to try and compete for points next year at whatever track we can. I think we're starting to get our mom back on board. She's the tough one or we would have been racing, you know, this year and last year, but she's a tough cookie to crack, but I think we've almost got her cracked. Well, that's cool. Do you have any idea what, what facility you'll be at, or does it sort of depend on, on what the best deal for you is, or, or the closest, or, or what? No. I mean, as of right now, there's like maybe four tracks that would even be possible for us, but I'd at least like to race at all four of them at some point. But to compete for points, we'd probably have to race at Wenatchee, which, I mean, a 45-minute drive, so it's not too terrible, but I definitely want to expand our horizons, too, a little bit. So I guess we will just have to see. True. Be sure to check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder, as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at speedwaydigestradionetwork.com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar. I also invite you to read the articles covering all aspects of motorsports at SpeedwayDigest.com. As I stated, I will have the, the latest MHRA news up there within the next day or so. I don't believe they're racing this weekend, so it won't be as old of news as it might be otherwise. So be sure to look for that. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which will be found by visiting palmbeach.happeningmag.com. As I stated a couple weeks ago, there are some changes happening at at, uh, at the Happenings Media Network. Uh, some of them I'm not exactly keen on, but uh, I know that Palm Beach Happening does have a future, and I'm hoping that with your support, I'll be able to continue it on beyond the November 1st, which will be the next time that I have to negotiate with Happenings Media to find out what the future of the site is. Um, as of right now, we are continuing to cover our Halloween stuff every week. Um, we actually have a bunch of Halloween stuff coming out in the next coming days. We put out a new, a new review 
today, which we edited. We edited our, our Halloween guides. You can check that out. Uh, it's been retweeted widely today, which I'm very pleased about. And we also did some interviews with some of the characters in the local haunts, and we're working on an interview with a, a character from Halloween Horror Nights. So that should be pretty awesome, and that should come out in the next few days. I hope, fingers crossed, knock on wood and all that happy stuff. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again next week in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.